Hello everyone and welcome back to Messy Notebook Paper. I'm your host Riley and welcome back to the show. I know I missed last week but um, just kind of letting you all know I haven't been watching a lot of things and what I have been watching I watched um, The Tangled Before Ever After. It's like a hour-long intro to the show that I want to watch. It's like the animated Tangled stuff on Disney uh, Disney Plus. So I watched that and I gave it four stars. So it, was, it was super cute. It was I'm really excited to watch the show because I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of people really like it. I just didn't feel like I had a lot to say about it. So um, I didn't feel like doing a whole episode just on that. And then um, I rewatched, and it's a little embarrassing, but I rewatched <laughs> Knives Out the other day. And this is the third time I've watched during quarantine. So... You don't all need to hear me uh, talk about that again, because I've done a whole Knives Out episode on the podcast, but I feel like just, you know, it's my podcast, I can kind of do whatever I want. Um, I think I'll just stick to the ideas I have at the moment, and then when I feel like I have enough of stuff to talk about, I'll go back to doing the what I watched this week. I might even do, like, what I watched this month, kind of like what I did for, was that the end of July? Maybe. Maybe I'll do that for the end of August in case just kind of wrap everything up, do a big review. Um, as for other things for TV shows, I'm on season two of Clone Wars. I think I'm in like the middle of it. I don't know. And then I started watching Dawson's Creek season three. And the weird thing about Dawson's Creek is I have it all on DVD. I have all six seasons. And it's a show from like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was created by the guy who wrote Scream, Kevin Williamson. I think that's his name. And like, Greg Berlanti is a executive producer and it has, um, oh my goodness, it stars James Vanderbeek, uh, Katie Holmes, Michelle Williams, Joshua Jackson. Oh, my computer just made a noise. No threats were found since your last summary. Thanks, computer. You're doing, you're doing the most right now. You're doing the most. Okay. <laughs> but what happened was I got the thing of Dawson's Creek. It like, came on a big, like, pack I don't know if you guys ever gotten the DVD sets or whatever but um because it's not really on any streaming services so I got it like two years ago for Christmas and I watched the first season and then I watched the second season but because my computer doesn't have a disk drive I can't watch it upstairs I have to watch it downstairs on the um on the Xbox where we have our DVD player so I wasn't watching it there for a while and I just started watching season three because I figured like why not what else am I doing so I started watching season three it's pretty good there is that I don't remember a lot from the first two seasons so it is a lot to remember but I'm really enjoying it I think it's a good show um it's got a lot of drama it's kind of this is gonna sound really rude but it's kind of Riverdale before Riverdale was ever a thing because sometimes the characters talk like really pretentious and you know Greg Berlanti's working on it but you know there's not a lot of murder and there's not a lot of cult activity so and also Kerr Smith is on Dawson's Creek and on Riverdale I'm gonna look him up real quick because the last time I watched those making fun of Riverdale videos where they like make fun of the writing and stuff I want to and I know he's on it um Kerr Smith Riverdale and I remember seeing pictures of him and he looks terrible oh my goodness oh no well you know what I'd still hit it So, Kerr Smith plays the only gay guy on Dawson's Creek. It's actually pre-revolution. Okay, he doesn't look as bad as I remember, but, like, he doesn't look good either. Oh, my goodness. He's got so much male, oh, my goodness, male makeup on. Buddy, it was intense. Yeah, okay. First, on TV's first gay kiss. Really? Oh, no, that's the Elliot guy. I've seen too much. 
Um, the only critique I have so far for season three of Dawson's Creek is um Jack, who is Kurt Smith. He's the only gay character on the show. He met this other guy, and I think his name was Elliot, and he was gay. And they were like at this music festival, and they were talking about being gay. And Elliot was like, "It's not just about liking guys." Da 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 da. And me and my sister turned and looked at each other. We were like, "The hell is he on?" So we don't think Greg Berlanti wrote that episode. But other than that, it's pretty good. Um, Reese told me the other day that she actually really likes watching it, so I'm sure I'll keep watching it. And honestly, the DVDs have, like, five or six episodes each on them, and if I can get through six episodes, I feel accomplished for the day. So, <laughs> and then, um, as for music, BTS released their first, um, I think it's their first all-English song. The whole song's in English. And my friend is obsessed with BTS, so I asked her to send me the music video. Because, you know, might as well give it a try. And I really liked it. So, now I'm, like, obsessed with BTS. So, that is my problem. And I'm admitting it right now. Because <laughs> I'm always, like, it's going to be a big adjustment for me. Because usually I'm a person, and this is going to kind of intro to this episode. But I'm usually a person who, when I listen to songs, I like knowing all the lyrics. And I like singing along to the song. And obviously, I do not know Korean. Um... And I can imagine it is every, I feel like every language is difficult to learn, um, not just Korean and not just, not just English. Every, I think every language is pretty hard to learn. It's pretty hard to get it under your belt. So I think it's definitely going to be an adjustment for me to listen to some songs in Korean, but you know what? I'm willing to give it a shot. I think some of the guys are pretty cute and I th- I love their dancing. Listen, I love watching people dance. It's so, like when they're really good at it, it's, it's so great. I love watching Dancing with the Stars. I watched, I'm writing a story right now where one girl is a dancer and I wanted to look up like different types of dancing that she would do in a competition. And I looked up lyrical dance videos and I watched a few of them and they were so good. I just love when people are good at dancing because I'm, so that kind of segues into, um, this new episode, which I'm going to start and I've been talking about it for a while. I'm going to be ranking all of Taylor Swift's songs, including Folklore, which is, um, a big undertaking, if I'm being honest. There are 135 songs, and I'm only counting the ones she's released on her albums, and her, like, deluxe albums, so I'm not counting the ones she's done for movies or anything like that. I'm not counting those, because, you know, I haven't really listened to a lot of them, so I didn't feel like I could rank them efficiently. Uh, like, I didn't feel like I could rank them accurately. So, um, let's get started. Um, there's 135 songs here off of all her eight albums, including Folklore, and the way I ranked them was basically... I took each album and ranked them just from the album. Unless it was either based on taste or nostalgia or stuff like that. And then what I did was I kind of cross-referenced all of them and just thought like, hmm, which one do I like better? And then kind of made the list. And then once the list was put there, I went through and fixed it up. And this is a tentative list because I, it keeps changing every day. Like I'm looking at this like bottom 10, I think, and there's still some songs. Like even though it's at the bottom, doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to it. Like... It's okay. I don't think Taylor Swift has ever released a bad song. It's just preference-wise, there are some songs that I may not be a big fan of. But I still think they're all very good. So, um, where was I going with this? So, and then, so I had the whole list ready, and I, like, was fixing it up and going through it and kind of just thinking about how my tastes have changed and everything. And then she released Folklore. Miss Taylor dropped a bomb on us, and she released Folklore. So I had listened to that a few hundred times and then put those... Like, I, re- I ranked that on, I ranked the whole album, like, by itself, and then I put them into this list and kind of just cross-compared with the other songs on it. And then I kind of went through again and fixed it all up, because a lot of the times, like, I look back and I'm like, hmm, but it, do I really prefer that song over that song? And then when I was putting in the folklore, I'm like, okay, but I like this song better than, like, False God, and then that's where I put it on the list. So I'd have to think about, like, examples. 
And I think a lot of these are probably going to be based on, like, just, um, nostalgia and then taste and, like, songwriting and definitely how things have changed over time. Because I know I liked some of these songs when they first came out. I'm trying to look. I don't know. And then I did one where I was ranking her all her albums, but I do think that's changed now, obviously, because Vocalor came out and then I was thinking about it more. And, like, other than, like, Fearless, Forever and Always, The Way I Loved You, and You Belong With Me, I'm not a big... There's not a lot of songs on Fearless that I like, other than, like... Well, I like Superstar, too, but that's the deluxe version. I feel like that's just more nostalgia-based. So I think if I would update the ranking, it would probably go Reputation, Reputation, Fearless, Debut, no, no. Reputation, Debut, Fearless, 1989, Lover, Folk, no. Lover, Red, no. Red, Lover, Folklore, Speak Now. Yes. Yeah. Also, my computer is going to be making noise, so um, that's fun. Because my computer is um, almost seven years old, so that's fun. Okay. And before we start, I just want to say that, like, this is all my personal opinion. So if you disagree, that's fine. We don't have to have the same opinion. Because, honestly, 135 songs, that's a lot of songs. And there's always, no one's going to ever have the same list as me. So, um... So number 135, we have, oh, this is going to be a two-part episode because um, there's no way in hell I'm covering 100, 135 songs in an hour, so that's fun. Okay, so at 135, we have Shake It Off, which was her lead single off of 1989. Um, this is at the very bottom because I think it's one of the only songs I would actively skip if I had to. Like, usually when I'm listening to 1989, I just go right through it. But um, if I'm listening to it, like, I just shuffle all her albums, I'd just skip over it. Because I don't think... It's more of her, like, her, like, party dance songs. And that's just not kind of what I like. You can kind of tell with the rest of this list that, like, most of those songs and most of her singles are towards the bottom. So, um, what else can I say about Shake It Up? Um, Shake It Up. No, it's not the Zendaya show. Shake It Off. Um, when it first released, I was, like, really disappointed because I was like, that's not a Taylor Swift album. But then I eventually came to love um, the pop stuff, and I loved um, 1989. So that's all I'm going to have to say about that. And also I feel like it's really used for, um, like, inspirational stuff, which I guess is the message, but, like, I don't know. Just not a fan. Okay, um, number 134, we have Endgame, which is off of Reputation, and it features Ed Sheeran, who, embarrassing story, in 8th grade music class, I said was one of the best musicians. I would have to humbly disagree, but whatever. I think his new album just released, which is when I become a Ed Sheeran fan. So, anyway, I don't like his music anymore. And uh, Future. And I'm not a big fan of the sound of this song. I'm not a big fan of rap, which is maybe why I'm not a super big fan of Reputation. It's just not my kind of music. Um, and also, I think, I think Taylor Swift's verse on this is good. I don't really like Future or Ed Sheeran's verse in this, because I don't think, I don't like rap music. Um, this one's fine. I think it's growing on me. Honestly, a lot of reputation is growing on me. It's still not my favorite album of hers, but it, it's the whole, the whole thing's growing on me. So, again, tentative list, not sure. 133, Bad Blood. Um, this song has just not aged well, in my opinion. It was, it was, it did really well. It was one of her... It was one of her top songs off of 1989. She made that awesome music video. I'm just not a fan of her songs where she talks about her feuds with women. Like, I think this is about her feud with Katy Perry. I don't know. Because when I first listened to the song off of 1989, I was like, ooh, this could be about, like, a relationship that went sour. Or, like, something. Because, like, when you kind of listen to the 
lyrics, it's like, oh, someone like didn't apologize for doing something. Like that could kind of be in her an interpretation. But if it's about like women fighting, um, I just it's not a vibe. And also, it's just it's kind of loud. If that makes any sense, it's like usually I listen to Taylor Swift while I'm like doing other things, and I would be writing or just kind of have it in the background. But um, this one is just not it. <laughs> That sounds mean, but, and then she did one with Kendrick Lamar, so, again, I'm not a big fan of rap music. Also, I listened to, uh, WAP by Cardi B and Maggie Thee Stallion, and I'm kind of vibing with it. I said I don't like rap, but that song's kind of good. Uh, number 132 is I Know Places. I know a lot of people like this song, and, um, what's the other one? Oh, Out of the Woods, which is gonna be a little later. Um, I Know Places, uh, it's just not one of my favorites off of 1989. I don't listen to it a lot. That's kind of what my criteria for is for, like, the bottom half of this list. If I don't listen to it a lot, or if I'm not like, ooh, I want to listen to a Taylor Swift song, and I don't say I know places, I'm gonna, it's gonna go towards the bottom. So I just don't listen to it a lot. I don't like the, like, it's very dark and spooky. I haven't listened to it in a while, actually. I want to listen to 1989. It's full. But I know places kind of like, uh, 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 like, kind of that weird thing. I like the... I heard it's about, like, paparazzi and stuff like that, which is fine. It's fine. But, again, not one I usually go to. Um, 131, we have me <laughs> with an exclamation point. Um, this song is not her best. Um, and it was the lead single off of Lover, which I feel like is why everyone shits on Lover when I love Lover. Other than, like, this one and Soon You'll Get Better. But, like, I feel like I can't break rank Soon You'll Get Better because it's just such a special song. So, um, as for me... Me, um, I remember babysitting this girl, and she goes, "Oh, my friend Nora and I love me," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I like that song." She goes, "That's our jam," and and then she thought Taylor Swift was married and had kids, so I had to correct that fool. She may be in second grade, but I had to correct her. Um, I like me because Brendan Urie's on it, and I think they work really well together. There's just not a lot of story. It's very pop esque. And, I don't know, it's just not one I listen to. It is one I might occasionally skip if I'm listening to, like, all her albums together. So, okay, number 130 is Ready For It. This one is definitely growing on me because when she released this as a single, I did not like it. I don't like the kind of, like, do you know what I mean? It's not rap, but it has that vibe where it's, like, kind of alternative, kind of, alt rocks i'm trying to like explain it but it's kind of that vibe where she's speaking a little faster i like the pre-chorus i think that's the part i like um and i like the, i like the chorus do i i don't know i like the pre-chorus where it's it's so sad nope that's bad blood jesus christ i don't know my taylor swift songs but like i said all of reputations are growing on me and last time i listened to the whole album i was vibing to this song so maybe it shouldn't be that low but it is because I'm not going to actively go out and listen to it, and kind of infuriates me, so, okay, 129 is untouchable, apparently this is a cover, but I still don't like it, I think it's too long, it's too slow, very boring, just, I don't go out and listen to it, um, 128, we have Welcome to New York, um, I remember this song is at the beginning of Secret Life of Pets, and when I was shitting on this, on that movie, acting camp the one girl was like but that opening with welcome to new york playing and i'm like okay but that could have been done in any other movie so this song's okay i think it's a good like opening to the album it's just not one i actively go and listen to if that makes any sense okay i keep saying that but like 
literally there's a lot of these that I just don't go out and listen to. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I want to listen to this song or this song, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to Welcome to New York. No, it's just kind of like a forgettable song that I think is leaning towards almost being annoying. So uh, number 127 is Epiphany, which I think is my only, I say quote, in quote, skip on folklore because I like saying there are no skips on folklore, but then I turn right around and skip Epiphany. So Epiphany's fine. It's just, it's not one that speaks to me a lot. Like Untouchable, I think it's a bit slow and a bit long and kind of boring. It is a great message. It kind of mixes, it sounds like a military song. It mixes with her grandfather, who I think fought in World War II or something, and then it mixes with um, the people helping uh, cure, cure coronavirus and like helping people who have coronavirus. So I think that's a nice touch, and it's a current topical song. It's just not one of my favorites, and it sucks that it's the only one off of folklore that I'm not a super big fan of because I really love folklore. So, and then 126, we've come in with the rain. I used to like this song when I was younger because, like I said earlier, like in one of my other episodes, I... Um, Fearless was one of my first albums that I ever got um, and owned. So, and Come, Come In With The Rain, I kind of vibe to as a kid. But now, it's just not one I go out and listen to. Actually, I actually haven't listened to the Fearless album in a while. Because I usually just listen to You Belong With Me or whatever. But Come In With The Rain is just kind of boring. It's okay. I think it's just, it's, it's definitely showing her, like, she's a bit younger. It's a little more fairy tale esque I don't know what I'm saying, but that makes sense. <laughs> God, this is a train wreck. Okay, 125, we have 22. Um, 22 is off of Red, and she made a music video for it, I believe. Um, it's a good song. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun dance song, and I'm definitely using it when I turn 22, but it's just not one. Sometimes I'll skip it if I don't want to listen to it, but it's okay. It's not her best, but it's definitely good bop. Okay. <laughs> Number 124 is I Knew You Were Trouble, which, um, this kind of reminds me of, like, what Reputation was doing, where it's kind of like a little all, a little punk rock sort of thing. That's kind of what I Knew You Were Trouble was. I also made a video start of this song back in the day with my friends, so that's fun. But, um, this song's okay. I don't go out and listen to it. I think, I can't really listen to it now without that goat meme coming in my head, when she goes, I knew you were trouble. No, I don't know parts of the song I'm singing, but it's like, ah, and then it's the goat. So I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> oh no, I chipped my nail. Shit. Oh, that's duck Okay. Um, next, 123 is Look What You Made Me Do. Uh, when this song came, first came out, I was kind of vibing to it. I kind of liked it. But then they really overplayed it on the radio, and I just wasn't really into it. The music video, though, cultural reset. When her and all her past taylor swift's are arguing it's so great i love that part um and honestly like i said earlier i keep saying this but reputation is really growing on me because i feel like when it first came out i didn't really understand the point of it i didn't really understand what a lot of the songs were trying to say but now that i know the whole meaning and message behind it that she really embraced what the media was calling her and that she was like talking about a new love that she's found i think it's good um so look what look what you made me do pretty good i like it um, 122 is Jump Then Fall. The only reason this one's lower is because, one, I don't listen to it a lot, and two, when I was younger, this was the song that would wake me up in the morning for my alarm, and just like how that's one song from Cinderella woke me up in the morning, and I despise it now, I don't really like Jump Then Fall because it just gives me all those bad memories from waking up in the morning, so that's the reason I, it's so far down. 
I just don't like it that much. And I also feel like it's kind of long. It's just a little tedious. So, and then we have 121, which is Picture to Burn. Um, this song goes pretty hard. I think it's the lowest so far on debut. It's just not one I go out and listen to. I do think it's one of her weaker ones on the album. It is a pretty good, like, fiery, fuck you song. So, I think that's good. <laughs> also, um, there's a line in it where she's like, I'll go tell all your friends, I'll go tell all my friends that you're gay or something. And it's bad. It's a little homophobic, but I like it. So, um, this isn't just, there's just, there's just, but, 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 this is just one I don't listen to. And in terms of the debut, I think there's a lot stronger songs, if that makes sense. <laughs> God. Okay. We have 120. This is why we can't have nice things. Um, this is very Gatsby-esque. I liked what she did on tour with it. And I like it overall. It's just not one of my favorites off her reputation. And I think it's just very upbeat. Okay. That's really all I have to say about this is why we can't have nice things. I like the message, though. I like what it has to say. Um, 119 Out of the Woods, and I know this is going to be controversial because I know a lot of people like it. It's just never been one of my favorites off of 1989, and in terms of all her songs, it's never been one of my favorites. Um, I th was that the music video where she's running through all the different climates? I don't watch that one a lot, but I like it. Um, and honestly, listening to this song, I think it has great replay value. Um, the bridge is really good. I'm a fan of the bridge. I can't say I like the rest of the song, though. It's, again, kind of that, like punk rock sort of I I hope someone knows what I mean when I say that like that kind of sound where it's a little overproduced is that right I don't know like kind of synth not synth that's not the right word okay anyway um next we have 118 which is soon you'll get better the only reason it's so low is that I never listen to it because it's very sad and that's all I'm going to say about that I do think it's a very sweet touching song though uh, 117, The Best Day. I feel like The Best Day and Soon You'll Get Better are two halves of the same coin. Um, The Best Day is much more, um, nostalgic and childlike. You Soon You'll Get Better is much more, like, it's the reality of life, stuff like that. The Best Day, cute music video, um, can't say I'd go out and listen to it. Um, it's probably one of the weaker ones on Fearless. Um, I don't love it a lot. <laughs> I do think it's cute, though. Uh, 116 begin again people love this song and I guess maybe I haven't been in love so I don't know what it, what it represents I remember when it was one of her singles people really liked it and I'm just never a fan of it I think it is kind of boring and just nothing really speaks to me um I think it has a really good message I think it's a good ending to the red album because that whole album's like her shitting on Jake Gyllenhaal and how she's basically saying like I've never really trusted love and then begin again is when she's like you know, beginning a new relationship, and she's realizing that she can give love another chance. So, see, I like the message. I just wish the song, I don't know, it's just not one I go and listen to a lot. So, that's, that's my reasoning for that. Okay, 115, we have Should Have Said No. Should Have Said No goes hard, and I appreciate it, but like Picture to Burn, I don't listen to it a lot. It's one of her more upbeat songs on debut, and like I said, I feel like I mentioned this before, but my preference in terms of Taylor Swift songs is her slower ones and ones with a more cohesive, stronger story, which I think you'll see later because I, I talk about that a lot more. In my top few, <laughs> that should have said no, I think does go really hard. So I appreciate that. 
114, Don't Blame Me. I have started listening to a few of these because they are on my playlist for the book I'm writing. So I'm editing the book. I'll listen to a few from Reputation because that kind of represents the overall feel of my book. Don't Blame Me, I think is pretty good. But again, it's the overproduction and that just kind of vibe of the song that I'm not a big fan of. And that's kind of how I feel about all of Reputation. I do think she has some better songs on there, but just overall, it's not my favorite. It's not, it's just not my taste, okay? Um, what's next? Okay, 113, Tell Me Why. Honestly, I could not tell you anything about Tell Me Why. Um, that one's the more upbeat one. For some reason, I always do Tell Me Why and You're Not Sorry together, even though they are pretty much opposite. Tell Me Why is much more upbeat, though. And it's a little forgettable. So, it might be a little too high on this list, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, one twelve, we have We're Never Ever Getting Back Together. What a cultural reset. When this song released, I was not really into it because all the band was dressed up as farm animals as the, in the video. But now that I know that she wrote it because Jake Gyllenhaal would have hated it, I respect her a hundred times more. And also, um, she wrote the indie record that's much cooler than mine with Folklore. So we really appreciate that. Honestly, this song goes hard and I listen to it all the time. So when this comes on, when I'm listening to Red, I'm like, oh yes, this is the bop. So I think it's one of her more single, it's one of her singles that I really enjoy and I just really listen to. And uh, 111 is I Forgot That You Existed. And it's me talking to Tell Me Why because I forgot that song existed. So I Forgot That You Existed, I think is a good opening to the album. I think it's a pretty good song. I kind of, um... That and I think he knows are kind of very similar in my opinion. There are a lot of Taylor Swift songs where it's the two, and they both like I both consider them the same. Like they're both very similar to me. Like I did something bad and don't blame me are the same. Uh, Cold as you and the outside are the same. They may not sound the same, but they're the same. Um, I forgot that you existed though. It's just I'm not gonna go out and listen to it. I think it's pretty forgettable, pretty middling song. It's good though. I think it's a good um like a good snapback at whoever it's supposed to be about. Um, <laughs> 110, Never Grow Up. It's not one of my favorite. My goodness. It's not one of my favorites off of Speak Now. I think I'm going to actually be the lowest on Speak Now, if I'm looking at the list correctly. Um, it's just not one of my favorites. I think it is a bit slower, and it kind of gives me those vibes where it's girls who shit on Taylor Swift will start crying to this song, and I'm like, well, you can't be both. You can't have both, girl. Um, 109 is Mean, which is another one-off speak now. And I think I actually don't like this song. This song should probably go under Never Grow Up. I'm just not, I'm just too lazy to change it. So Mean, again, I feel like it's one of those songs that's used as, like, an inspirational song where it's like, combat your bullies and stuff, which is a good message for kids. But I can't say I like it that much. Also, the music video has Joey King in it, so. Cultural reset. <laughs> Uh, 108 is The Outside. Um, I think my piano teacher was learning this on the piano. I can't say I listen to it a lot. I can't say I remember it. But I'm sure if you played it right now, I would know all the words. So, 107 is Cold As You. I do think this one's a bit better than Outside. Um, I really like, um, but the nerd to adore you. That, that line. I think, is that part of the bridge? I don't know. Once we get higher up on the list, I know a bit more about the songs. So it's not going to be so crazy as this episode is. So Cold As You, I think, is a pretty good song. I don't know who it's supposed to be aimed at, but I like that one line, the nerd to adore you thing. 
Um, 106 is Girl at Home. If this song wasn't so controversial and it made me, it makes me kind of uncomfortable to listen to, but it has such upbeat, like, it has an upbeat kind of rhythm, if that makes any sense. Um, I just kind of like listening to it, even though it makes me really uncomfortable. Like, does that make sense? It's like, so I recently found out the Buttertones, which is this band, um, this indie band, the one guy got accused of sexual assault, and so I had to, like, I was like, oh no, and I had two of his songs on my one playlist, so I was like, should I remove them or not, because I still really like those songs, but then as as I kept thinking about it, it just made me way too uncomfortable, so I removed them, felt a little bit better, so that's kind of how I feel about Girl at Home, but honestly, I didn't know there were three songs on Red, because I never got the deluxe version of it, so I think Girl at Home is the weakest one, so. Um, number five, number 105 is Wonderland, um, just not one I listen to a lot. It's kind of just, I think I used to like it a lot more, but I'm kind of just not into it. Maybe it's that Alice in Wonderland aesthetic that I just don't vibe with, but I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> I do think that it's a little catchy though. 104 is Dress. I do think her performance of this at the Rep Tour was really good. And um, this song can vibe. I think the, is that the bridge? Your hair buzzed my hair bleach. Even in my worst time, you could see the... I think that's dress. Okay. All her songs just run together at one point. So I think... I like the bridge of that song. I just can't say it's one I really go out and get. Because I can't say I like the rest of the song. I like the bridge, though. Uh, 103, I did something bad. Iconic. Cultural reset. That song's pretty good. <laughs> 102, You're Not Sorry. Um, I did a Minecraft version of this when I was younger so if you need any more information about me that's all you need to know you're not sorry it's pretty good though it is a little slow and boring but that's fine um 101 stay 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 I don't know where the stay 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 hate has come from but that song's a bop I'm sorry you can all leave that song's a bop it reminds me of a Christmas song it may be a little silly but I like the little cute little love songs and is it even about Connor Kennedy? I don't know. But I hope it is. Ah. I asked, because my family was talking about maybe one of the Kennedys, like, running for president. And I was like, oh, is Connor Kennedy still around? Is he in politics? And they're all like, who? And I'm like, y'all, him and Taylor Swift dated. How do you not remember? I think everyone forgets that they dated, though. So, actually, she wrote a lot of the songs on Red about him, though. Or just about the Kennedy family, so... That would have been fun. Also, remember when she was dating Taylor Lautner and everyone was like, oh my god, what if they get married and she changes her name to Taylor Lautner? <laughs> and they're both Taylor Lautner. But we all know she wouldn't do that because that'd be too confusing. And also, she's Taylor Swift. Um, 100 is Innocent. I think this song's pretty good. I like the whole message of it because it's kind of a, um, it's kind of her yelling at uh, Kanye West after the whole VMAs thing, which, like, what a clown moment. We do not stand. Um... <laughs> I think the song's pretty good. It's not one of my favorites off of Speak Now, but it, it's, it's, it holds its own. I think it's good. I like um, st- Still 32 and Growing Up. It's one of those lines about him being 32. So I think that's the one line I like. Um, 99, we have Come Back, Be Here. This song, again, is very upbeat, but has a kind of a sadder message. I think it's about Jake Gyllenhaal leaving and just traveling and Taylor Swift being all alone. That's kind of sad, but I like it. Um... <laughs> 98 is Afterglow, um, not one of my favorites off of Lover, but I still listen to it sometimes, and I still, it's, I still think it's a pretty good song, um, what parts of the song do I like? I like, I think I like the chorus, because if I remember, 
I'm really trying to remember where Afterglow is. Meet me in the Afterglow. Isn't that the one where she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I like the chorus of that song, though. I just don't listen to it a lot. Uh, 97 is Change. Uh, pretty good. Really upbeat. I like it. I think it's a good ending to Fearless. That's all I have to say. At 96, Breathe, Kobe Calais, one icon. Her and Taylor sound really good together. And people have been speculating that this is a, a queer song, which I'm kind of here for. So uh, I like it. I think it definitely, when I'm listening to Taylor Swift, my headphones on, this is one I definitely sing to. Um, 95 is The Archer. Not one of my favorites. I think I would like it a lot more. But I don't. <laughs> I really wish it was a bit better, and I wish I could, like, say it's one of my favorites off of Lover, but I can't. I can unfortunately not say that. So, and I feel like it's really lost and forgotten, especially because it's track five, and people just really love track fives. So, um, when they rele- when she released this, I really liked it, but I don't really like it as much anymore. Maybe just, it's a little slow, but I think her songwriting is really good on it, so I will say that. 94, Long Live. People consider this one of their favorite Taylor Swift songs, and I just don't. Um, I don't know what's wrong with it i can't really justify any any of my opinions on why these songs are a bit lower on the list but um we're getting into the more middle ground areas where i can't really shit on the songs anymore because i like them but not as much i kind of forget about them so um long live is okay i feel like it's a good end to speak now but um can't really say anything else about it 93 the other side of the door again this one and superstar i kind of pair together even though they don't sound anything alike but the other side of the door is pretty good honestly i forget that this song goes as hard as it does and then when i listen to it i'm like oh yeah i like this one i like it okay uh 92 so it goes people forget about this song and when i watched the rep tour on netflix she didn't perform this at the concert and i'm like girl where is so it goes <laughs> even she likes to forget about it i like I like it. I think it's one of m- one of the better ones on Reputation. I mean, it's not one of my favorites off of it, but I like it. Okay. Um, 91, Superman. People shit on this one, too, and I don't understand it because, honestly, the three deluxe songs off of um, Speak Now, it's Superman, If This Was a Movie, and Ours are some of my favorites off of the deluxe version of the album. Superman's pretty good. I mean... It's not one of her best. I don't think the songwriting's all that good, but I like it. I think it, I think it's good. It's a little um upbeat and it's it, it's good. It's a good song to jam to. Okay, ninety is speak now. Um, so there's this movie called Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey, and I haven't seen it, but every time I listen to Speak Now, it reminds me of it because it's a, this is a trope and everything. But when someone's getting married and the guy, like, I think Patrick Dempsey comes in and storms the wedding, and that just makes me uncomfortable. So, I like the story in Speak Now, and I like singing along to it, but the message is a little lost. Okay. 89 is Hey Steven. People are finally giving this song its due, and I'm glad, because this song, I feel like it's kind of lost on Fearless, and this also reminds me of when I first got Fearless. I wouldn't listen to the first, like, five or six songs, the, like, deluxe version songs. I would go right to Love Story, and then stop right after You Belong With Me. I'd listen to those four songs. It'd be Love Story, Hey Steven white horse and you belong with me in that order so that's what i used to do hey steven's pretty cute i like it i think it's good um white horse that's a pretty good song white horse is pretty good the music video is iconic because she cries the whole time and it's raining and speaks about this guy cheating on her and i used to love this song as a kid so i thought i think the songwriting is pretty good um 87 a perfectly good heart again another uh deluxe version song off of debut and i think it's okay 
it's just not one of my favorites off of that one, off of debut, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, 86 is The Lakes, which is the deluxe song off of Folklore. It's the bonus track, I should say. And she just released it, and I honestly just got my album. And I got the Betty's Garden version, and I love it so much. I was so excited. I almost cried when it came. And The Lakes is pretty good. Um, I like the songwriting. I think it's very um, dictionary. I, someone needs to make a meme where it's like, Taylor Swift writing um folklore and she's just grabbing the dictionary off the shelf I need that meme in my life I might just make it you know what um because I feel like the lakes is really just her adding a bunch of fancy words and it's very mystical I like that's why I kind of like folklore it's very mystical very fantasy I'm really starting to love stories about like princesses and royalty and stuff so that's the kind of vibe I get from folklore especially the lakes so and also I love the chorus where it's like take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die I don't belong and my beloved neither do you also people leaked this song on tiktok and I'm pissed so <laughs> the next two are two songs like I said that kind of go together for me um 85 is I wish you would and then 84 is all you had to do was stay um I wish you would actually no. I Wish You Would is pretty good. Um, it kind of reminds me of oh, I Almost Do. Does that make sense? Like, it's kind of someone wishing they would do something. Their lover would do something for them. So, and then All You Had to Do is Stay is kind of similar to that, where you're wishing they would stay. And I, they're, they aren't next to each other on the 1989 track list, but they're very close to each other. I think they're before and after Shake It Off, if I remember correctly. But I do not. So, but yeah, those songs just give me very similar vibes. And I can't say I am a big fan of them. I think there are stronger ones on 1989, but they're still pretty good. Like, I'm not going to skip them. Uh, 83, which is a song I'm that's really growing on me. Um, This is me trying off of Folklore. I'm really enjoying this one. I think the bridge where she's like, your flashback and a film reel in my home screen in my town. I like that part. And I think the whole, the verses and stuff and... It's just a little slow. It's kind of reminding me of Epiphany Untouchable. Like, all the songs I mentioned before, they're a bit slower. They're a bit harder to get through. They're not going to click with me right away. But this one is clicking with me. I actually, um, remember when I was talking about the lyrical dances earlier? Um, <laughs> uh, the book I'm writing, she does a lyrical dance, too. This is me trying. It's supposed to be, like, oh, a good moment for her. So, that's, that's my thoughts on that. I like the part where it's, like, um... I was so ahead of the curve, the curve became a sphere. Like, I, lo I love all the songwriting on Folklore, so I feel like This Is Me Trying is going to probably be one of my favorites soon. It's just lower on the list because I haven't listened to Folklore a lot, and it's not one of my favorites off of it. So, okay, 82 is Getaway Car. And before you all said hate to me, I know, I know, it's a good song, and it deserved a music video, and I think it's really good, and it goes really hard. I didn't realize its potential until I watched the rep tour, but that's just my thoughts on it, because I don't think it's one of my favorites off of Reputation, and I just have more nostalgia and more connection with some of the other songs on the list. That's all I gotta say. But I do think Getaway Car is a good song, and I think it it kind of gives me Wildest Dreams vibes. Oh my god, <laughs> those songs give me the same vibes. <laughs> Okay, 81 is it's nice to have a friend again don't know where the slander for this song came from but i think it's pretty good it's a sweet song um it kind of i'm gonna say this again it kind of gives me stay 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 vibes like it, it's stay 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 but better and it's better songwriting and stuff like that i need to listen to the song more i liked it a lot when lover came out it's not one of my favorites on lover but i like it um 80 we're actually getting pretty well not pretty close but we're getting there um 
80 is The Moment I Knew, which is, again, another deluxe version off the Red album. I think it's a really good song. It's, in terms of vocals, it's not super strong, but I think the songwriting and just the motion in it is good, and also the story about how Jake Gyllenhaal didn't show up to our fucking birthday party. You loser! <laughs> okay, um, 89 is Teardrops on My Guitar, and, um... A special part about this song is that I learned it for my piano recital in the third grade. So, and also, all my family makes fun of the Drew looks at that part. They all make fun of that part because they think she's whiny, but whatever. We're not here for the Taylor Swift slander, we're here for the praise. So, Teardrops on My Guitar, I think, is a good song. Honestly, I forget this song hits as hard as it does, and then I'll listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's a good song. Um, 78 and 77 are two songs again that give me the same vibes uh we've got state of grace at 78 and 77 is holy ground so i like holy ground a bit more i was actually listening to red yesterday and i got to the part in the album where i had listened to both songs and holy ground i think is a bit better i prefer it more than state of grace i think state of grace is a good opening to the album it's just not my favorite and i like holy ground a bit more so those are my thoughts on them i just kind of have to they, I kind of just forget about them, so. Um, 76 is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. I feel like I liked it a lot more when Lover came out, but now looking back, it's not one of my favorites. I still like it, though. Um, I like the Go Fight Win stuff. It reminds me of You Belong With Me, and I feel like if they made a music video for this, we could kind of do that, like, high school sort of thing. Honestly, I have so many ideas for Taylor Swift music videos, when um, 1989 came out, I wanted to do a music video for How to Get the Girl, and that would have been so good. That could have also been tied in with Betty, if that makes any sense. Jesus Christ. There are so, so, many, so many of her songs, like, overlap a bit. Um, 75 is Sparks Fly. I really like this song, and I think it's a good song. It goes hard, and I like it. And then there's also a lot of unspoken sex in it, which is why I kind of like Reputation. Um, 74 is Everything Has Changed. Again, not a big fan of Ed Sheeran, but I think her part is really good in it, Taylor Swift's part. Um, and also the music video is really cute because it's, like, kid versions of them. And I think it's a good duet. She has better duets, though. Um, 73, Haunted. Fun story about this song. So, when I would buy the album, sometimes they would skip. So, my mom would put them in the computer and just burn another copy of it. So, um, for some reason, when Speak Now came out, I was scared of Haunted. I didn't like it. I didn't like all the loud noises in it, which makes sense because it is a pretty, like, hard song. And I was like, Mom, I don't like it. I'm scared of it. So she took it off my burned copy of it. Like, literally, if I pull out... Where are my CDs? Let me pull it out. Okay. So when I pull out, I have all my CDs in this little Crayola thing because I keep it in my car. But, um... So I have my Speak Now CD, like, regular, and then I have the special, and then I have the burned copy. And all the songs are on there. It just goes from better... It has Never Grew Up, Enchanted, Better Than Revenge, Innocent, Last Kiss, Long Live. We're missing one. We're missing one, girl. I remember listening to the burned copy, because I wasn't sure if the um, original CD would skip or not, because sometimes that happens, just you listen to it too much and it skips. And I was like, where's Haunted? I kind of like that song, and it just wasn't on there. Also, another one where I made a video start to it. That song's pretty good, though. Um, 72 is Invisible, one off of Debut. I like this song. I think it's pretty good. It kind of reminds me of Cold As You, where it's kind of sad, and you wish you were a bit more than, high, than like, what you were in high school. So, 71 is Hoax. Um, not one of my favorites off of. <laughs> it's 
this one I really liked first listen for folklore and now I'm just like looking back and I like a few of the other songs over over hoax I really like the bridge though and I like the chorus where it's like stood on the cliffside screaming give me a reason I like that part so and then we got 70 which is if this was a movie another good song it's another um deluxe version off of the album and I think it off of the speak now album and I think it's good um yeah (laughs) and I like the like parallels if that makes sense like to real life and movies and stuff like that and I like the yeah I like it I like the chorus (laughs) uh 69 we have red red is like the best song to listen to when you're driving in the car trust me i did it yesterday it was a great time because like uh, it starts with the maserati line and just it just goes goes through the whole thing and i really like it and it kind of again it's like parallel throughout all of her songs especially in lover when she talks about uh like golden daylight coming out of the darkness and everything like that so yeah i feel like this was the start of something new so and then here's the last song I'm going to talk about today, which is number 68, Starlight. Again, don't know where all the Starlight slander came from, but it's here. I think this is a cute song. I've always kind of liked it, listening to Red. I always kind of liked it. Um, it's not one of her best, but I like the story, and I like the, like, it's basically Kennedy fam- family fan fiction. I read that somewhere. Like, someone said that, and I thought it was funny. So... I think it's a good song. I like it. It's cute. Not again, not one of my favorites off of Red, but I think it's good. So that is all I'm going to do today because that's like the list in half. So if you haven't heard one of your favorite songs or if you haven't heard one of your least favorite songs, they're in the top 50%. And sorry if you heard one of your favorite songs in the bottom 50% because that is just unfortunate. So, but honestly, this list is just, it can change every day depending on the mood. So do not trust it as my like official opinion (laughs) i'm really only confident in like the top 20 maybe or wait let me check oh my computer's being slow what a surprise i'm really only confident in like the top yeah the top 20 i'd say yep i'm really only confident in the top 20 so that's that's all you really need to know about that so that is the end of the episode um i'm hoping to either do this later in the week or maybe next sunday i do start school soon so i have to take that into consideration as for other things, early in quarantine, like back in March when we were really starting quarantine, I wanted to do a Barbie movie marathon, but never really got to finish it because I just lost interest. So I stopped right before Charm School, but I've seen Charm School before, so I think I'll just add to the list. So I think I'll just put that list together and do it for a podcast episode because honestly, if you give me an opportunity to talk about Barbie movies, I'm going to take it. So that's all you really need to know about that. So stay tuned for part two of this podcast. I'm really excited because I think I have a lot more to say about the top 50. At least I'm looking at the top like 10 and I'm like, yeah, these are some solid songs. They're like my favorites. So that is all I'm going to do today. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do on your podcast provider of your choice. If you're listening to this on Anchor, we love that. We love that for you. Um... Yeah, that's all I'm going to do today. See y'all later. Goodbye.